Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. Hopefully, you guys are liking these new mics. I actually got one for Darcy. Can you hear me better? Can you guys hear her? This is kind of cool. It's, uh, I think it's in stereo. I don't know if that's going to be distracting. So we'll see what happens, because I think people are going to hear you in one ear and me in the other ear. (laughs) I don't know how this is going to (laughs) work. These are the joys of learning how to run a podcast right here. And we have a kitten in the studio with us tonight. Can you say anything, Kat? Nope. All right. Hey, uh, welcome to the Self Mastery Podcast. This is a fun intro. This is uh, totally out of the norm. But I, I want to start by reading a uh, a review that we got. We are we're at like ninety eight reviews. Are you kind of excited about this? I am. This I'm hoping is, to be at a hundred. She's like talking to people. Hey, I don't know. Have you uh, have you reviewed the podcast? <laughs> She's like goading people into reviewing the podcast. But I want to read this podcast review because I think it's a beautiful one from Yoshana. It says, as a, uh, it says, so the title was Enlightening My Understanding. And she says, or I assume she says, I think it's a woman. As a parent of a teenage son that uses pornography, I listened to this podcast to help me understand the why behind his use and what we can do to best support him on his journey to take back his agency. I've learned so much about what is going on in his brain and how I can't control his actions. To understand what trying to control his actions looks like, I've been able to let go of trying to control them. This single step has decreased my personal stress related to his pornography use and has improved our relationship immensely. Right now, he has been working with a therapist and I've offered to pay for coaching, but he's not ready for that step yet. When he is, I highly recommend he works with Zach. Thanks for putting yourself out there, Zach. That was nice of her. That was awesome, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. These things make me smile. They're so beautiful. And I, I love that he's working with a therapist and that he's working on himself. I think that's so important. So awesome son of Yoshana. And thanks, Yoshana, for reviewing the podcast. We love it. We're so grateful for it. So tonight, we are going to talk about, well, today, it's Monday morning for you guys, but tonight, we're, we always record these at night. Not always, but usually. Uh, we're going to record, uh, we're talking about fear not. And this is a topic that Darcy came up with, and it's something that I think she's very passionate about, and she really, you know, wants you guys to hear what this is about, because I think if you can just stop being afraid of some stuff here... It's going to be so helpful in terms of your moving past pornography. So I want to start with a couple of questions. Is it going to destroy your life if you drink a cup of coffee? Darce, what do you think? 
Um, probably not. Probably not. Your family aren't members, and your dad drinks. What does he drink? Taster's, <laughs> Taster's Choice. Choice Hazelnut. He, he basically drinks like a powdered coffee drink. It's like if Kool-Aid made coffee, this is what it would be. Yes. It's like the grossest coffee anyone can ever have and imagined. he's always drinking. He's always drinking drunk. He, he always, he, this is his favorite. And at one time they stopped making it, right? Yeah, there was like a shortage or something, and he and he went out and bought like tons and tons yeah, of it. Yeah, it was. It and was my like mother-in-law, your mom, always makes fun of him yeah. for drinking this coffee. She's like, you know, you're a millionaire, you can afford some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, right? Okay, what if, what if you have sex outside of marriage? Is that going to destroy your life? Well, probably not. In some ways, it could, right? But so it's a possibility. But I don't even think it would destroy your life, right? Like, I think it, it certainly could have consequences, and it could have some pretty big consequences, but I don't think it would destroy your life. In fact, I've um, heard from several women that, you know, have gotten pregnant out of wedlock at a young age, and they they actually say that that was the one thing that saved their life, that, that having that baby was what got them back on the path that they they needed to be on. Okay, so while that's not an endorsement of, you know, premarital or extramarital sex, I don't think it means you're going to get your life's going to get destroyed. Okay. Let's see. Let let's just ask another one. How about if you don't eat meat sparingly and fruits and vegetables in the season thereof? <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to destroy your life? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, I think and, and this was the point that you really, I think, wanted to make is we think that the more we oppose something and we talk about how bad something is and we create and perpetuate fear around it, the more we will be able to keep people, including ourselves, from doing it. And we do this with pornography. Very much so. Very much so. So we often tell these stories that they're designed to highlight the absolute worst thing that could happen to a person should they engage in a particular behavior that's contrary to the gospel. And I think oftentimes, you know, we all have that story. We all have that story about my sister-in-law that this happened to, or my brother-in-law that this happened to, or my best friend's sister's brother's ex-husband's whatever, right? <laughs> like we, we always have this this story to tell about how this one thing had this like horrible effect or ended a marriage or broke up a family. It's like our real life Grimm's fairy tales. Yes. Where like, what's what's the one where they steal the candy house, the, they eat the witch's house and then the witch, like, I don't remember. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. But it's about. like those stories that are, oh, like the, the boy who cried wolf. Like, Got it. Right, it, it's like those stories that it's like, no, if you do this, all of a sudden you're going to get eaten by a wolf, and that's not really what's happening. Um, and and sometimes that happens. I'm not saying it doesn't ever happen, but when it comes to things like pornography and modesty and alcohol or you know anything we're striving to keep you know somebody away from, we tell these stories, and we tell the stories of the one person we know who did. You know, you name the sin and lost everything. So, yeah, and, and I think it's just also important to remember that just because something happened to somebody else doesn't mean that that has to be you. Also, 
that knowing that something bad happened to someone isn't necessarily going to help someone change their behavior. Yeah. If somebody's trying to change their behavior, hearing horror stories about your late aunt's life isn't really going to... It's not necessarily going to help them turn it around. It's more likely to make them feel ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. So to help us stop doing that, we're going to tap into 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 to talk about how we can stop stigmatizing what we find morally wrong and start living more fully within the gospel that our Heavenly Father has given us. And Darcy is not a scriptorian. So when I said, we're going to read this scripture, she's probably like over here. She's like, uh, what does it even say? <laughs> okay, so it's, it's a really simple scripture, and it's one of my favorites, and it's, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So let's just talk about these from those three points, power, love, sound mind, and kind of get an idea of how we can begin retelling the stories, change the, the perspective that we bring to each of these stories that we you know, might have had before and start helping people stop feeling shame and returning back to the gospel. And I'm getting, I'm getting stabbed in the side by this kitty. <clears throat> hey, Kat, Darcy, I, did I tell you guys this? That I went away to... Yes, they know. Oh, my gosh. And now I have... Now I have... She got a cat, another cat, and then we found our cat that we had lost. So now we have four cats. My wife is officially a cat lady. Like, this is, this is not okay. <laughs> hey, it's like a modern-day miracle. Yeah. Our cat has been gone for a month, and someone contacted me through... Instagram and said, hey, I think I found your cat, Ginger. The only thing is, is I live about 10 miles away from you. And sure enough, it was our cat. So either someone trapped her and dropped her off at the dump, or she accidentally hitched a ride to the dump when we were taking our trees that we had cut down to the dump. So anyways, <laughs> Zach's super happy with me that we now have four cats, but... We're going to uh, work through this. We're going to, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if we're going to survive this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going back to the scripture, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of the sound mind. Let's start with power. And I personally interpret this uh, in part as agency at the very least, in part agency, right? We have the power to choose and, you know, what it is that we feel is right. We, that's what's been given to us. We have this power. We can say yes and we can say no. And there are consequences to that. And we have, you know, we have an understanding of what's right and wrong. That's, so this is not to say in any way, hey, you know, it's okay to just choose this because you can. That is, this is to say that you have that power to choose. And there are also consequences that come along with that because we know what's right and wrong. And oftentimes the fear side of things tells us that, you know, we're addicted or we're trapped and we're stuck when we talk about our struggles in this way, we disempower ourselves and others, which is so not helpful. And to take back power, we have to accept our agency. We have to take responsibility for our choices. And we have to stop saying things like, I can't do this, or I should do this, or I shouldn't do that. And, we, and, and really empower people through teaching them about repentance, through teaching them about the atonement, through providing them with what's coming up next, which is love. I was doing a free consult with a lady 
this past week, and one of the things I said was, we don't have to think that something is super horrible and the worst thing ever and gonna destroy us and all of the things that we think about pornography in order to to still choose to not engage with it. And I kind of like to think of this as like, I don't really think there's anything wrong with wearing tank tops. I do not feel that shoulders are overly sexual. I do not think that shoulders are offensive. I, I really am completely unconcerned with someone wearing a tank top. However, I still choose to not wear tank tops, right? And so I think that that is a really important thing to remember when we are discussing pornography and when we want to go to that place of, of fear surrounding pornography and, and say all of the things that are, are, are wrong with pornography and how, um, how scary it is and how it can affect us and just um, take back, I guess, our power surrounding it and go, yeah, you know, it is what it is, right? Pornography is really just naked people having sex and I can still choose to not engage with it. Yeah, and this, this, is, this is, I think, the difference between coming to somebody and telling them that their house is on fire and actually standing with them and saying, hey, let, let me help you get back on your feet. Let me help you figure out how to get what you need at your house so that you can live a, a regular life again instead of just being like, hey, hey, your house is on fire, and if you don't have a house, guess what? You're really, I mean, this is, you're not going to be able to live properly, right? Like, the, the, I think most people know their house is on fire. Um, and I think having empathy and understanding with love help us, you know, really engage with people who are stuck, who are troubled, who are dealing with a struggle that they don't know how to solve. Yeah, and sorry, I just was going back to the fire. I just had this visualization of, like, if all we were doing is focusing on the flames and we're like, hey, look at those flames. Like, they're getting bigger. Like, seriously, you got to watch out. Like, holy cow, that's going to really, that's going to set the whole neighborhood on fire, right? We just, like, just kept focusing on the on the fire that just keeps growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger instead of saying, hey, whoa, there's a fire. Let's get out the hose. Let's all get out our hoses and let's let's water down those those flames. Yeah, and I, this is, I mean, you take it even one step further. It's like telling someone whose house is on fire the horror story of about the one time when your uncle's house was on fire and how it destroyed his <laughs> life. It's like the least useful thing that you could possibly do in that moment, right? Yes. It has no bearing on the reality of their life. It's only there. It's going to serve no purpose other than to maybe make them feel bad. Mm-hmm. And that's... And I, create, I, I think, and create more more panic, yeah. more fear, yeah. more anxiety, more more of like a fight inside of them instead of... Um, you know, when you're in, like, fight or flight type thing, it, it's there for, like, um, necessary survival. But if you stay in that fight or flight forever, it's, oh, like, yeah. really, really, really bad for you. Right. So let's, you know, let's stop, let's stop telling people their houses are on fire or their house will be on fire and just start helping them feel love. You know, the gospel is a gospel of love. And, and we can help provide that by saying, hey, how, how can I help you? How can I love you? And I, 
I know I've said this before on the podcast, but you know, when Darcy started telling people about what was going on for us, and I actually reached out to some of those people recently because um, we're supposed to be in a in a book soon, uh, and I told that story of how you know these people who are our friends, we we told them what was going on for us in in you know in my life in pornography and Darcy, you know how she was struggling just to kind of keep afloat, and they loved us. That's all they did. They didn't tell us how they, <laughs> they didn't tell us to just stop it. They didn't tell us how to, you know, that it was going to destroy our lives. They were like, oh, wow, you must be struggling. We love you. We want to be around you. We want to be a part of your life, right? That's what they did, and that's what you can do for someone who's struggling. And, you know, just because we don't agree with a behavior doesn't mean that telling horror stories is going to keep people from doing it. I think that's really the point of, of love. Go back to the, you know, the important parts, the relationship you have with the person, the love that you have with the person for the person, and help them grow as best you can by supporting them as they go. Last thing we're going to talk about is a sound mind. And this is probably one of my favorite things within the gospel, and I think it often gets shortchanged because we like hearing dramatic stories of revelations and of heroes with great triumphs, but... I think a sound mind, to me anyway, it means that we just need to use our brains and the logic and the gospel principles that God has given us. And we can totally figure things out. We're pretty smart. And it's interesting. I, I look back and I think about the brother of Jared, right? The brother of Jared comes to mind. And he went to Heavenly Father and he was like, hey, listen, we're going to be in these boats that you've made, that you've told me to make. They're going to be tight as a dish. We're not going to have any light. What do we need to do for that? And Heavenly Father's like, uh... Go figure something out. <laughs> Go figure something out and come back and let me know what you want. And I think this is such an interesting scenario where the Heavenly Father's not like, okay, this is what you need to do. And, and I think this is really what the Lord wants us to do with most things in our lives is start to figure things out. And then when there is something we can't do, right? The brother of Jared could not physically light those stones. He, you know, he comes to the, if you don't remember the story, he comes back to Heavenly Father, and he's like, hey, listen, I think we can light the boats with these stones, and then Heavenly Father's like, okay, cool, and he touches the stones. And that's the part that that the brother of Jared couldn't do, right? He couldn't touch the stones and make them light. But he came up with an idea. It was a workable solution, and Heavenly Father was like, yeah, I'll help you out with that. This is what we need to do because I think most of the time the Lord doesn't want to intervene so we can do some of that groundwork, some of that legwork to like get there and start figuring things out and start making things happen for ourselves rather than us being like, hey, can you tell me, you know, steps A, B, C, D, E, F, G? And if I'm smart enough, I'll figure out, you know, I don't know what, A, B, C, F, G, H, H, I'll figure out H, <laughs> right? He wants us to figure out most of the steps and the parts we can't do, he wants to intervene with. He wants to help. He wants to give us the miracles. But we're not, I don't think we'll appreciate them if he just, you know, he hands them off to us every time. I think a lot of what um, President Nelson is teaching us is to really learn to hear him and to um, not be so checklist, not be so dependent on um, the church dictating what it is you can and can't do and how All you should do it. All the behaviors, the exact behaviors. Right? It's, he's, he's really saying, 
a lot of, you know, really you need to create that relationship with our Heavenly Father and and go to him and and get answers. And really encouraging us as as families and as parents to really lead our children in the gospel and be a family centered church supported yeah model right and i feel like that is is very different i think than in the past yeah and this this is this is i i think exactly what is being said here in second timothy it's you know we need to remember that we have power we're capable of of being god-like people we have love that we can share one with another so that each of us can grow together. And we have our brains. We have this you know, massive capacity to figure things out, and we need to use it. And when we do, guess what? Things work out. In the gospel, things work out. In our homes, things work out. When it comes to your pornography struggles, things work out when we use power and love and use our sound mind. And Darcy came across this quote this evening before we were beginning to record. It said, shame cannot survive being spoken. It cannot survive empathy. And That's by Brene Brown. That's by Brene Brown. And I just love that because the truth is when we love each other, we can talk about anything. When we understand our capacity to choose, we can talk about what's going on for us. And when we work out the details, we can have empathy one for another. And I think that's so, so important. We love you guys. We really appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. This is such an awesome blessing for us to be able to do. It's something that we love doing. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zackspafford.com slash free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.